When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's back and bigger than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. Welcome back. It is another edition of the Unofficial 40, brought to you by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. And it's kind of uh, an interesting edition. The Sooners are on spring break this week. The football team is, at least. The basketball team, uh, they're headed to Columbia, South Carolina, where they're going to take on Ole Miss in the 8-9 game coming up on Friday morning uh, at 9.40, I believe, Central, Bob? 11.40. 11.40, I was thinking... 9.40 Central would be interesting, though. Uh, that would I I wouldn't mind it. I'd watch it and then I'd go take a nap. Yeah, kind of got a point. Uh, anyway, uh, Bob Prisbillo, Eddie Radosh. I'm going in reverse order. Eddie Radosovich and Josh McQuistion is here. Josh, you've been relegated. You missed the last pod. You've been relegated to last today. That seems reasonable, uh, you know. And not to only add in the fact that I was absent last week, but now I am battling multiple sicknesses right now, allergies, some kind of stomach thing. Well, no one feels sorry for you because that's what happens when you have kids, multiple kids. Uh, you know, just... with Lainey, Lainey never got me sick. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fine. Layla Layla seems to drag more more shit home for me to, to catch. She's licking more doorknobs. Yeah, I think it's because we switched schools. Like, so she's with a bunch of kids that, like, they didn't develop their immunities together. A bunch of non-vaxxers. Like, Exactly. The, the, oh, Josh, are you, are you bucking for a pay raise? Are you telling us that your your kids go into the school with the pores? No, no. She she goes to a nice school, but it is, you know, we had that whole thing, you know, that I uh, at her school, and she had to change for a while, from about six months to a year, and then now she's back with these kids. So she's back with a bunch of kids that you know have had different sicknesses than she has. So she picks up what they've got. And they pick up what she brought, and so I think they just—it's just a—it's just a, a petri dish of disgusting sicknesses. Does so. your wife, being uh, in the medical field, does she fight with the the people that think that uh, vaccinations are bad? Tiffany is a generally pretty low key person. She will lose her fucking mind over <laughs> vaccines. The no vaxxers people, Tiff, like. She has a friend that she grew up with that is kind of one of those people. And they'll post stuff on Facebook. Oh, and, like, boy. I won't even be in the same room. And Tiffany will come down and be like, look at this shit. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's just out of nowhere. She will lose her mind. And it's, for those people out there that Rightfully are listening, so. you're stupid. You are stupid. You're risking, you're endangering other kids. Like, it just, it's nuts. Well, we know Bob's sister-in-law is in the same medical field as your wife, so. Uh... You don't have to answer now, but something to think about. <laughs> 
we would, know there's no way that you can get away with being a Novax family. Right? Yeah, would you Correct. rather send your kids to a Novax daycare or let Michael Jackson babysit your child for over the weekend? <laughs> Something to think about. What a what a dilemma you have to be in. I still haven't watched Neverland. I still haven't watched it. Yet. As he's dead, I'll let him because I mean he can't do anything. Yeah, now. I don't We're think that. Dead. I don't know if I can watch that. I've watched it. It's awful. Was, like, is it, the it just, one guy, was he like in O-Town or something? Why do I know that guy? That he he guy? is like um, one of the big choreographers. Like he works like Britney Spears. Oh, that's and, like, who that dude the, is. Yeah. Yeah. So he's done a bunch of different stuff. And one of the other guys has. So he actually gained something out of touching Michael's Peter. Yes. Yes. Like, and you see the dude, and you're like. He gained the ability to dance. dance. <laughs> No, he, he has a career what in if, Hollywood What if now. that's what it was? To gain the ability to dance, you just had to touch Michael Jackson's dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of world would that be? A couple of weeks ago, I was drunk in a bar, and there was this dude that was dancing, and I was like, dude, I wish I could dance like you. Like, I literally said and it I to bet him. He, like, I bet he touched Michael Jackson's dick. He might have touched, touched Michael I'm Jackson's dick. I'm a terrible dancer. Possible. I might have done that if given that opportunity. Yes. Like, just but it, show I up at one be- dance <laughs> with, with the moves of a Michael Jackson. How young the dance you Because when you dance well, then the women think that you're good at the sex. And then when you dance horribly, they're just like, he's terrible in bed. Justin Timberlake's a great example. Yeah. I mean, he probably really going to bed because he can dance so well. Or you just have to have a huge dick like John Mayer or Orlando Bloom. Oh, is that the, is that, I didn't know that was the legend on those How two. would you not know that? I They've no made every hot you were chick in the world. Like, of course they have huge dicks. Oh, so we're just going on that assumption. Yes. I think that's out there on John Mayer. I'm not sure about the other. Who was the other guy Orlando Bloom. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Has he been in anything in a long time? Orlando Bloom? Yeah, I feel like he was in a lot of stuff for a while, and then we haven't seen him. I think Elizabeth killed his career. I thought he's Johnny Depp. Uh Is he not Johnny Depp? Are they not the same person? <laughs> no. He's he's like the Kmart Johnny Depp. I am okay, so proud to say that I've never seen one of those movies. What? The Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I think I saw the first one. I like those. I, I like the first one. After that, it got a little kind of far afield. But um, the first one was okay, and he was okay in them. Um, as the boring stick in the mud. By the way, the but, the tor- the Toy Story tra- four trailer looks dude, terrible. It looks bad. This is ter- like it's what? dark. What like happened? what did they try and make it a horror film? It looks terrible. It is the next step because Toy Story th- three. Tiffany was one of those people crying in the movie theater. Yeah, like, she cried at the end of it. I was like, I what? Saw it. what? You can tell it's complete emotional blackmail. It was the perfect ending. There didn't need to be a fourth one. Yeah, like it was a good ending spot. They all went off, and Woody got to go to college with him, and everybody else stayed. Spoiler. (laughs) 2010. (laughs) Spoiler. Yeah, it was made in 2010. I think think this is beyond the statute. I might see it. I was going to see it this afternoon. We had to look that up this morning. I was going to watch it after the OU baseball game today. No, you weren't. All right, uh, Josh, uh, let's let's start with you. You you spent the weekend uh, in New Orleans. I, I got the sense that... You know, you kind of went over there thinking, eh, I got to go over there and do this because there might be a few guys. But it seems like you were, you came back kind of pleasantly surprised by some of the talent you saw. Well, you know, it's one of those deals, and I said it to you guys going in, is that if I don't go over there, some guy will emerge six months from now 
that I know I could have seen at the camp. And I, and I, I won't have a firsthand opinion of him, and I'll have to kind of go off the tape and the same things everybody else has seen. So going over there, you know, and, and the guy that always takes me there is Cody Ford. That, that was when I first saw Cody Ford. And within about 10 days of, you know, us running video of him and talking about him, all of a sudden Bill Bedenboe's down at Pineville, Louisiana, and makes an offer to the big guy. So that worked out pretty well so for everybody. So thank you, Amer- so, well, You're welcome. You're welcome. America. Exactly. Yes. No, that's exactly right. You're welcome, everybody. But no, um, you know, I, I think um, I, there's definitely a lot of guys there, um, whether they're, you know, 2020, 2021, and even, you know, we're going to talk about a guy that was a 2022 guy, not from Louisiana, oddly enough. Um, so there was a lot to go over there that I really liked. Um, but the guy that I, you know, kind of to fill the space I'm talking about, a guy that I think is going to really pick up over the next few months that nobody was really talking about coming in, was Corbett Mims, uh, the defensive lineman from uh, Kirby, Tennessee, kind of in the Memphis suburbs. Big guy that, like, and it was just one of those things where, as you watched him more and more, and it's me and Woody Womack and some of our other guys at Rivals, just watching him, and you're like, wow, this, this guy's pretty good. Oh, okay, he's really good. And you're watching him go against a really good group of offensive linemen and doing really well with it. He's about 6'4", about 240, moves really well. Um, I, you know, I can say since the camp, kind of, it's kind of similar to the Cody Ford situation. Oklahoma has now reached out to him, already been in contact with him. I think he'll probably end up setting a visit to Oklahoma sometime, maybe before the end of spring practice. So there is a lot happening there with him, and it seems like things are trending in an interesting direction. And like I said, we now can say, you know, we saw that guy and we kind of know about him. But then you go into a whole bunch of other guys. Like, going to that camp, nobody knew that Major Burns in Oklahoma were really starting to take off. Well, guess what? Major Burns was going to be – was going to take Jaquel and Roy. They were both going to go up for the spring game. Now, it sounds like Burns' prom is on the same day as the spring game, so that's probably not going to happen. But just by and large, you can tell that Burns has some real interest in Oklahoma. So, uh, you know, and you, you go down the list, Chris Morris, he's going to visit Oklahoma sometime the next month. The big one for me, you know, and we'll kind of go over what you guys want to talk about, but Cedric Van Pran was the real surprise for me, and we, we ran his video interview this morning on the site. Um, a guy that, A, was an outstanding interview, just an awesome dude to talk to, really had an idea of what he's looking for, like what he unicorn wants. unicorn in this day and age. Really. I mean, he was amazing to talk to. You know, a lot of times I'll go to camps and I'll be kind of talking to people like, can I put him on camera? Is he going to, you know, is he going to be uncomfortable? And, you know, people that are more familiar with him are local reporters. And they'll kind of tell me, well, I go to grab him, and our Georgia side had just gotten done interviewing him. I kind of said, hey, man, you know, can we come talk? And our Georgia guy, uh, Roddy Nabulsi, is like, he's incredible. Like, he'll, he'll be great on camera. And sure as the world, I set him on there, and he was good for seven, eight minutes, you know, just talking and kind of catching up. So uh, he's going to take an official for the spring game. Seems very interested in Oklahoma. Didn't seem like a guy that would just kind of, oh, yeah, you know, I can take an official, so I'm going to take it. He really likes what OU has to offer, has a great relationship with Bill Bedenboe. Um, and I think it was interesting to hear him talk about how with Bill, Bill really is developing a relationship with him and talking to him about all the things 
OU can do for him academically and can do for him as a person, while Lincoln Riley is more like, man, our offensive line's incredible. We win a lot of games. Uh, we send our linemen to the NFL, et cetera, et cetera. So Lincoln's very much giving him the pitch that I think fans assume everybody gets, while Bill is just being like, we're, we're going to have a good relationship. We're going to be friends. I still can't get over the fact that there's a guy named Major Burns. It's a pretty good name. But it does seem like, I got to be honest, it seems like a name that would be like a three-time All-SEC defensive back <laughs> at LSU. It I mean, feels like it? a character from How I Met Your Mother. Actually, doesn't he have to go play for Mike Stoops, if that's his name? Major Burns? Boom boom Right? Oh. Rimshot. Ah. That's what I was. I ah. thought that's where we were going with Not it. Not bad. Or maybe Kerry Cooks at Texas Tech. Not bad at all. <laughs> He's long. Mm. That kid is long. His his arms seem like they hang almost to halfway to his knees, or all it, the way to his knees, to his feet. I mean, that's like yeah. uh, uh, the Elias. Uh, was it Rick's kid? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like those guys. I'm pretty. I'm convinced Elias Ricks. If you could spin him fast enough, like a top, <laughs> he would literally lift. Like I, I his arms like are he's that long. He's one of those long. helicopter it's, things that you like put in your hands and in spin and it Absolute. just goes upwards. He would get left for sure. That seems racist. He's got long arms. He's got long arms. What's that got to do with anything? Nobody ever says that about white guys. They don't have white long guys arms. Don't have long arms. <laughs> Small dick, short arms. I'd rather have a long Outside arms. Outside of Nick Foles. Uh, okay, so out of that, I mean, now... Back to the Oklahoma kids real quick. I mean, the, those are all 2021, 20, 22 kids you're talking about? Uh, almost all those. It's actually, let me make sure before I say too much. Yeah, all those guys are 2020. Those are all guys that are going to, you know, I guess rising juniors, going to be seniors, whatever you want to call them. They are the next eligible class. Uh, so, I, I mean, Dallas is coming up this weekend. Uh, a lot of big names, obviously expected there. The rivals, the the Adidas three stripe rivals camp. Um, going into that one, I mean, what's the uh, what's kind of the big expectation there? Wh- who are you really looking forward to talking to? And Josh, you're making a ton of noise. Ton of noise. I don't know what's happening. This is bizarre. I don't know why that's happening. Mike, um, try and plug unplug your microphone and plug it back in. Sometimes that will help. Seriously. Better, worse. Same. Huh? Damn it. No, it's not making any noise now. Now it is. Jesus. I don't I'm, know what that is. This pile is coming to Houston with all your shit soon. Sooner than I thought, I think. How about now? Perfect. Better? Okay, I stuck it in a different USB port, so I'm wondering if maybe that's why. Does sound better. You sound like a, you're on a real microphone now. Hey, super. Fantastic. All right, so... Um, so basically, we just found out that Josh has been using his microphone wrong the entire time. Well, it's the one I usually use, but I've got two USBs, so whatever, you know. It does sound better. It's, hit, it's Good. stopped. Yeah. Good, so you guys now, you can Listeners hear me, you know, like, sniffle and, you know, wipe my nose and just be full-on allergy boy right now, so it's great. You get the real better than AIDS, man. So true. Allergy man's definitely allergy boy is better than AIDS man. Didn't for they sure. just cure a guy with AIDS? I'd have to see that to believe it. I thought I read that. 
Like it was the second known case of someone that was just completely cured. Oh, is that the guy that they did the, uh, like they, did they, inf- I saw something on 60 Minutes about that. <laughs> did about, you about say infected him? Yes, with like, I want to say. They gave him AIDS. Yes, they're doing something with AIDS where you give, a, you give the person like the HIV strand in their Coffee? cell. Oh. No, in their, like in their blood cells. I don't know, it was, it was pretty wild. Now I can't think of what it was though. Might have been like Alzheimer's or something. I don't know. That's gonna bug me. This is the podcast. Very interesting. This is the podcast you're getting this week. Well, blame somebody. Don't blame us. Blame spring. Blame spring. Blame spring break. Should have sent me on spring break. I could have embedded myself. Where were Where were we gonna send you? Because I don't even know Cabo. where kids go anymore. Do they go to Cabo? Uh, there's some people in Cabo I've seen. I think Padres still making a big comeback. Are they? All those Florida, uh, like Florida, Mississippi, all those. Panama City is a big place well, now. They used to be, but all those places now, I think you can't drink on the beach. They shut it down because so, it's getting too yeah, crazy. Yeah, because it's gotten too wild. Remember, so I think people where, are going to Mexico now. Remember, that's where Dax Prescott got his clock cleaned. Yeah. Panama City yeah. Beach. Great moment in spring break history. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, were you a spring break guy? Did you Did you do a lot of those? Yeah, I did my freshman and sophomore year, and then uh, junior and senior year, I think I traveled with the basketball team. Okay. I think say Padre, I think we did my sophomore year. I think we did Padre both years. Freshman yeah. year, Padre was pretty fun, though. Saw Chameleon Air. Oh. Awesome. I, don't, I never did a spring break because of baseball. I was telling somebody earlier, it's like I've always felt bad for, you know, people that have played baseball in high school or college because high school even – Instead of going on like your senior trip, you go to, you know, everybody's going to Cozumel or Cancun or wherever. And I, I'm pretty sure a bunch of our buddies went to, had to go to Arizona and got their face beat in by professional Arizona high school teams. I remember when I was a sophomore, my girlfriend came out and to all my games during spring break. She was miserable and then she dumped me. She, she was like, I've missed spring break for you. Probably sitting there like in the middle of the sixth inning. You guys are down it, by 12 runs. It's like, Baycone. what am I doing? Yeah. Out in, f- f- I don't even know where Baycone is. Is that Muskogee? Is that right? That seems kind of right. That sounds correct. Yeah. I don't even know. Is Baycone College still around? Well, it's now it a is. college. It yeah, used to be Muskogee. a Juco. Now it's a college. Oh, it is? Yeah, Baycone College. It's like a four-year school. It's in McPherson, wonder Kansas. How wonder how their uh, Baycon life is, is going. in Oklahoma. No, you're... yeah, it's in Muskogee, Oklahoma. There's two different Baycons. Two t- oh, I see. Okay, I'm sorry. I was getting a schedule. I was like, it was a Bacones playing a game in McPherson, and that's where I. Okay, my bad. My bad. False fake news. No, but like all my friends were like Eddie. Once they got to be juniors and seniors, they're like, we don't do spring break anymore. Like, our parents won't pay for that. I well, just, there's people that still take spring break as seniors, for sure. I just there's want double people shift. my age that still, still take spring break. Bob was probably stringing at the Oklahoman when he was a freshman. I went to a... As a senior, yes. <laughs> as a senior, that's exactly what I was doing. But During first, spring break? First three years, I was working double shifts at the theater to try to make some money. Bob, Wow. Bob, Bob always got to make us feel bad. It's so like, lame. So you could get a degree and then work in this profession that pays shit. Congratulations, Bob. It's all you dreamed it could be. How long? How how many years did it take you to pay off your student debt? 
I let's see, mm, two thousand thirteen. So that'd be seven years. Holy after shit! Graduation. Wow, that's not bad. I put a yeah, lot you're a of little money. saver and a budget nerd. I'm sure it it will take us roughly a dozen to fifteen years to pay off Tiffany's student loans. Well, yeah, but because, she makes a ton. I mean, of money. Tiffany's got three degrees, so I mean that's part of it. But still, it's insane. I give credit to my wife because she made me pay like one bulk sum. She said, "Just pay. Just stop doing the minimum. That's not doing anything." So we started doing chunk payments, and boom, it was done. There you go. Okay, uh, so Dallas coming up this weekend. Let's restart that one. Uh, what's what's kind of on your radar here, Josh and, and Bob? You know, for me, obviously, I, I'm hoping we'll see Andrew Rain. He is supposed to be there. Um, I always preface that because guys just sometimes they can't, you know, the ride falls through or so, so much stuff can happen. Sometimes but we are think, expecting Andrew Rain. Sometimes they think their ranking sucks and sometimes they're not wrong in thinking that. Yeah, there, there's also that possibility because, you know, we've, We've had the conversation. I, I I know people that think Andrew Rame is the best offensive lineman in the country and one of the better ones to come out in the last few years. So, um, you know, it, it, it's just all about how you want to look at that. I think he may come into camp absolutely dominate and really change his whole ranking. Miles um, Slusher will be there, which is an interesting one because there's been so much talk about him and you know, how Oklahoma views him and, you know, how he kind of views Oklahoma because of that. So that'll be interesting to look at. For me, though, um, I, I guess as usual, I'm very wrapped up in some of the younger guys that'll be there. Um, you look at a guy like Bryce Stevens from John Marshall that I think has a very good chance to be an Oklahoma target. Um, he'll be there. Tazon Taft from Sepulpa will be there. Uh, another guy that OU went by and saw this spring, so they, they have some interest in, in him. Uh, Ethan Downs, the, the defensive end, tight end from Weatherford that a lot of people are already talking about. Uh, he will be there. Uh, be my first chance to see him work out in person. Uh, I'm very interested to see that because I know a lot of people that have seen him in person and rave about him. And when I see him on tape, I don't quite see that connection. So I, I kind of want to see, you know, maybe if I'm just missing something, which is, uh, you know, uh, it, it could change a lot of the way he's viewed, at least for me. Um and I guess finally, a guy that I really am interested to see is Ty Williams, the safety from Muskogee. Um, I think he's another guy that has a chance to be an OU offer, really good athlete, obviously a program that's been down a little bit as far as talent production the last four or five years. But I think he's kind of a sign of them starting to build back up. And to me, kind of quietly has a chance to be you know, a top three or four guy in that class in Oklahoma in 2021 that I think is starting to look like a pretty solid, solid group. Is uh is Deion Sanders kid gonna be there? I don't know. I mean, they just put me on the spot there. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, how good, I, I can is, look how it good up. is he? I mean, well, he's got God. He's got three or four, and the oldest one was supposed to be a big recruit, and everybody realized he was five foot seven, and so he didn't do anything. Um, Bob, do you remember the kid's name? It's something with an S, like Shador. Shador Sanders. Shador. I don't, no, that's how I would say it. I don't know if that's how yeah. you actually say it. Yeah, it's S-H-A-D-E-U-R. And he's a QB. No. I don't want Shader Sanders, damn it. 
that would that would be even that'd just be too weird. Shadur is much more normal. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll try to search that out as we continue going through this. I don't want everybody to wait on me trying to find his damn name on this list. No, I can put some music behind it. We'll make it Josh Google, oh, yeah. Google's during the podcast. Perfect. That's we awesome. had an unboxing a couple months ago. This is the next, the next step. This is the next step. Yeah, uh, the unboxing. I mean, I'm surprised that hasn't come back. Would just just because of all the people wanting to hear another one. I haven't found a shoe that I like since the NASA shoes. I mean, it's just really, I haven't really paid. Well, for one, the Thunder suck right now. I'm not buying any of their shoes. Start winning some damn games. I don't even recognize them as a team. So, Billy Donovan situation? Kim. Wow. Just life comes at you fast, Billy. Uh, Shadur Sanders is not currently signed up. He has been invited, but has not yet signed up. He is a 2021... um, What do we have him listed as? A 2021 athlete. I wonder if Dion will bar him since it's not an Under Armour event. Uh, you could. I mean, there are people that serious about it. Well, I mean, he makes. He they probably pay him a ton of money. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He might have a big project due at Prime Prep over the weekend. He can't come. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they have people that take care of that for him. Uh, it it's was not still it, school that, anymore, right? Prep I don't think it was so. hard to see coming. No. Yeah, it was really. By the way, did you see that the that Fox guy that, that that stuff came out about the new like he was the one that was uh, facilitating some of those uh, teachers or those coaches and uh, SAT ACT preps and stuff like for Lori Laughlin and and uh, oh yeah the Hollywood people like. And somehow people at IMG have been implicated in this now? Shocking. But that's exactly shocking. But what would be more shocking if is if something actually happened to the athletic side of this. Like the, Lloyd Laughlin got dragged into jail and got a million dollars. I mean, like I guess they have indicted some of these or, or sentenced some of these the the shoe people. I mean the whatever you want to call them, the intermediaries. Yeah, a couple of, a couple of those guys got what six months, I think. But like, has mm-hmm. a, there has six months been a, to like a couple years? There hasn't been a single NCAA program that's been put on probation over this yet. No, and there won't be. NCAA is not going to let that happen. So, like, wh- I mean, why do we think anything athletically is going to change? Oh, it won't. There will be loopholes that people find that say, "Oh, well, this guy wasn't connected," or you'll have people like Bill Self that. Or basically on camera or on recorded discussions or conversations that say that they never had any idea that this happened. How much danger is Kansas in and losing in the first round? Not very. Kansas not losing so. to Northeastern. They might, they're going to get beat by Auburn right. in the second round. Yeah, they could lose yeah. in 32 for sure. I don't know. I got that feeling. That they're going to get beat? They'll get beat and then Bill Self will be in the NBA the next day. Well, that's what everyone that that's one dude talking about. said. He's going to the Bulls. That came out like last Thursday or Friday. Which, if that happens, Bill Self might be an idiot. I don't know why you'd want to go work for that group right now, running the Bulls. Didn't Hoiberg get a job somewhere? Uh, he was rumored to be the 
leading candidate for the Nebraska oh, job right. if yeah. uh, they get beat out of the NIT because they're going to fire Tim Miles, I guess. Yeah, I think that's been in the burner for a while. I think they've that even athletic said director that, up at Nebraska seems like a real gem. Bill I, Moose or something like that. Is that who it is? Yeah, the guy from Washington State. Yeah, I remember him. He didn't go to the Big Ten tournament. They won two games. Uh, okay, so the NCAA tournament is coming up. We might as well talk about that a little bit. Uh, you guys were out at practice yesterday. Had a chance to talk to uh, Jemani, or not Jemani, uh Christian Doolittle, Christian James, uh, Lon Kruger, Miles Reynolds. And uh, first off, here is Christian James, uh, Christian Doolittle, and uh, Lon Kruger breaking down what they're facing against Ole Miss on Friday. Um, they have a great guard play. You know, they have a great guard play there. They're two scores. You know, they know how to score the ball. Um, they're very crafty. They're quick. Um, we, we have to use our size advantage to that, though. You know, size advantage and um, try, to, try to post them up a little bit you know, and get them in foul trouble early. Yeah, we'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to get some looks that we like, uh, exploit some advantages uh, with our versatility across the board. Um, you know, our wings are a little bit bigger than theirs, so we're able to, you know, uh, get a lot of points in the paint, uh, a lot of rebounds and stuff like that. So we just got to, you know, whatever game plan we have going to the game, we have to be able to execute. Yeah, good team. Uh, you know, um, Kermit Davis does a great job. His teams are always fundamentally very sound defensively. They'll mix up defenses a bit. Uh, offensively, uh, three perimeter guys are three leading scorers. Uh, big guys are, are really good players, too. So uh, what you expect? You expect a tough opponent uh, any time you get to the tournament, and uh, we've got that. We can break this down any way we want to, but really isn't it about whether Christian James can do anything. Yeah, it is. I mean, you hate to be that simplistic, but yes, when he shows up, and especially early, it carries the rest of the team. When he's not making shots early, he struggles, and sometimes the team follows his lead in the negative way to where they never get back on track. It, it's so strange to see, but you'll know within the first 10 minutes whether or not you need to keep watching this game. <laughs> you will, because if OU makes its shots, you pay attention the entire way if they're not it's so hard for them to turn it back around it's just been so weird the big 12 loss was the first game of the entire season where the team with the better shooting percentage didn't win oh yeah the Sooners actually shot better than Mountaineers last yeah. week but lost every other game the better shooting percentage team won very easy to figure out and the only thing that could save them is like if Aaron Calixty and Jamal Bienemy just come out just stroking or something. Right. I mean, and that's how they scored more than 90 points against West Virginia a couple weeks ago. It was the game where they both had 22 points. But for the most part, they've run the offense. They, they do a nice job of that. And they'll score between 5 to 10 points combined. And that's just not going to get the job done. They need a fourth option. You know Christian James, Christian Doolittle, Brady Manick are going to bring what they bring. They need a fourth guy to show up. It doesn't matter who. If it's McNeese, if he goes all out, could he have nothing to save it for? If it's Calixti or Biennemi, someone's got to be that fourth option. And let's just put this to rest. Um, there's no need to, in my opinion, fret over whether Jamani McNeese is going to play or not. Because even if he plays, this has not been the same player that we saw the last two years. The, the potential... Uh, that that we saw in him and, and what he could be as a basketball player. And, of course, people had to ask, I understand that, about him yesterday. And here's what uh, 
Christian Doolittle and uh, and Lon Kruger had to say about McNeese's availability. Uh, he's getting better. Um, this is first practice back since uh, hurting his ankle. You know, limited reps, but um, you know he. Nothing. He hasn't been saying anything. has been bothering him, so that's a good sign. Experience is always good. You'd rather have it than not. You know, most of our guys have played in the tournament. Some have it, but uh, most have uh, experienced uh, a tournament where you go to the Final Four, and, and uh, most have experienced one and done. So they've got the two extremes. Uh, so hopefully they uh, liked one feeling better than the other. And those clips had absolutely nothing to do with each other. I mixed those up. That's all right. But the thing with, with money is he just has to mentally decide he'll go all out for as long as he can. There's nothing to save it for. This is your last weekend most likely as a, as a college basketball player. Just go with it. If, it, if you get hurt and then you got to take yourself out, that's fine. But don't try to be hesitant or you know, try to play – but not go 100% of what you can possibly give. and Because then it ends up helping nobody. He could play hard all day. He just has zero confidence in his game. Well, he has zero in confidence in his ankle because he makes yeah. his living off his athletic ability in the way that he can block shots and make big-time dunks. And that just hasn't been there the last three months. And because he hasn't played, he hasn't gotten that relationship with Biennemi or anybody. Right. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, alley-oops or whatever, I mean, which he's would specialize in, like, that's an element to this offense that they just haven't had all year. Yeah, the only where where that's worked has been Jamal to Manic. Yeah. They've obviously developed a nice bond, and you've we've seen it time and time again. But, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if Money can try to suck it. I don't want to say suck it up, because I think he is going to try to give er, uh, everything he's got, but just kind of put it in the back of his head, just say, screw it. I've got to go all out. If he plays like six minutes in the first half, six minutes in the second half, just do everything you possibly can so that you don't leave anything out there. Eddie, win or loss against Ole Miss? They'll beat Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss is very good. It's such a good matchup for OU. It's weird how they lucked into Christian James will have a nice night. It'll be the first game in a while that they've had an advantage inside. Right. I mean, Doolittle can do so much damage on the interior. Yeah, I know. that's what, And I think he will. I think he'll have a good game. And then they might get beat by roughly 50 points. Against Virginia? Against Virginia. The thing about if Virginia can score I mean, they literally points. might not be able to score. If, if Virginia scores 50. Yeah. I mean, they might, they might get beat like 42 to 12 or something like that. Wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it at all. The thing about Ole, uh, Ole Miss, they, they peaked early. I mean, they're 2-5 and five in their last seven games. I mean, the team that swept Auburn is not is not the team that's playing now. Two teams limping into the tournament. Let's put it the easy yeah. way. Auburn is, I mean, obviously they won the SEC tournament, or the SEX tournament, if you saw that meme. Um, they're playing really well, but Tennessee's on a down note. Kentucky's just kind of, uh, I mean, like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody in the SEC where I'm just like, wow, we got to watch out for them. I mean, I put Kentucky in my Final Four. Same here. Yeah, I mean, it just, just it might Kentucky. depend on what PJ Washington's health status is going into the tournament. He was walking around in a walking boot, I guess, the last couple of days. That's just kind of the grind of the of conference play, and that's why you see if OU gets out of the Big Big Twelve, they look like the team they did during the first couple months of the season. I don't think they'll look that good. But old, there's nothing with the Rebs, in my opinion, that they do so much better than OU that the Sooners should be scared. They just shoot the ball well. Christian James puts yeah. in, you know, 15, 20. 
they'll win. Yeah. I think it's as simple as that. It really is. Anybody from the... Maybe uh, do a little racism better. Do you guys have uh, any thoughts on Big 12 teams that could make a run? I think Texas Tech's going to make a run. Yeah. Texas Tech has a chance. Because defensively, they're going to be so good. Yeah. I think Uh, Tech's going to make a run. I think if... Iowa State makes shots, they'll make a run. Yeah, are you talking about like playing better than their seeding or making a real run? Because I think Iowa State could beat Sweet Houston. 16-ish. I think I, I, that Iowa State could beat Houston and, and, and uh, I watched, Tulsa. I watched Houston play UCF, and they lost that game. That was when College Game Day was there. And just watching Taco Fall play, I mean, like, he is amazing. Like, just how big he is. He, he could go up against uh, Zion in the second round. <laughs> that would be awesome. I forgot that that's that bracket. Zion would absolutely murder him. I bet Taco Fall would get a play he'll, he'll here. He'll foul out in the first. Oh, he'll, he'll, foul, he'll out. foul out, but he'll do it. I mean, he would do it in glorious fashion, he's, I bet. All he is, is he's just tall. Yeah. he's What is he, 7'6"? I think that's right. Zion just run him over. So much stronger than than he is. But, yeah, I mean, Houston didn't look great in that game. Against UCF, I mean, you know we're we're making they're fun thirty three and three, and I have no idea what they are. Houston making fun of Kansas, but if Kansas can get through this weekend playing in the Sprint Center for the regional, are they in UNC's bracket? Yes, yeah, that'll be a yep. tough ticket if Ken, mm-hmm. if Kentucky, North Carolina, and Kansas are all playing at the Sprint Center next weekend or in two weeks. I don't think Kansas is going to make it though. I think Kansas not very good. Iowa State, I I. I don't buy. I've never bought Iowa State. I mean, they yeah, if they shoot the ball well, they're going to win. They've been they don't, they're not the most win. disappointing program in modern day times in the Big Twelve. Like, look at their tournament run. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, they win the Big Twelve almost tournament almost every year. I'm saying in the NCAA's, they never do what either they're expected to do or they never surprise. Like, is anybody expecting had, to go to the Final Four though? But what I'm saying is, like, when that year they had Marcus Pfizer, they were, like, 32 and... He broke his leg, didn't he? Not when they lost to Michigan State. I don't think. They had Jamal Tinsley and Marcus Pfizer. He was still in the tourney when they were a two-seed, I think, that year. When they lost and to they got upset. Hampton, and that coach was kicking his legs out. Well, that was Hampton that they got beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, like, the, the that that just symbolizes everything that Iowa State is in this tournament. I mean... Going back to when I was growing up, like they had uh, Diedrich Willoughby and I can't remember the center's name, but they were a great team then. They'd won the Big Twelve. They just always Calvin Cato or Cato Cato. Yes, you know who you know who has the most wins in the NCAA tournament without winning a championship, right? Is it Iowa State? It's Oklahoma. Yeah. But at least they go to Final Fours and stuff like that. I yeah, that's I'd, true. I'd go with Kansas State, but without <laughs> Dean Wade, they're they're not going to go very far. I think I saw 92% of the money's coming in on uh, UC Irvine really? in that first-round game, yeah, oh. 512. Is that right? 512 uh, or 413? I, I think KSU's a four-seed. 413? Yeah. It's funny that everybody was giving – I saw this on Twitter earlier this week, but it's funny that everybody was, you know, almost giving – Kruger a hard time for making the tournament. Makes and I think no that sense. people have forgotten, and it's because there's so many teams that make the tournament nowadays, but people forget how big of an accomplish that accomplishment it is. They've made the tournament six of the last seven years yeah. with a Final Four in there. 
Well, and here's people the thing, forget like, that Kelvin Sampson went four straight years of double seeded NCAA tournament yeah. appearances. It took that upset of Arizona to really get him over the hump. Yeah, and then the next year he goes three seed, four seed, two seed, yeah. one seed, and they're in the final four. Or they lose in the regional final, and then a couple years later they're in Were the they final four. Were they a 13 seed when they beat Arizona? Yes. Uh, yeah. 99-1999. Well, he'll be in Tulsa. That'll be interesting, Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Tulsa I mean, got a great draw yes. between Houston and Tech. And who else is up I, there? Uh, Iowa State. State. Iowa yeah. State's in yeah. there. Yeah, it's a Ohio yep. State will travel. I, that place I would think is going to be well. overrun by Iowa State fans. Right? Oh yeah, be okay. And I would think Tech fans will have a pretty good showing. Yeah, I would think so. So one of the uh, Tulsa, he must own a bar or something. He has so much bush light prepared for the <laughs> Iowa State fans. Oh God. Uh, I'm talking like pallets and pallets of bush light. Yeah, did 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 you not see that tweet? No, I did not. <laughs> it's it's insane. So okay, so OU not they're not going to do much in the tournament this year. Uh, and listen, you, if if they win a game, I think everybody, if you can revert back to November or whenever the season started, if you would have said that this team was going to get into the NCAA tournament and win a game, I don't know anybody that would have said they wouldn't have taken that. Exactly. Be a successful year. Yeah, it's just based on how they've started the after last the, two, two, at, two years. Yeah, after the way last year finished, not really having any star power, knowing, uh, okay, you didn't get Trey Young for two years, you only got him for one, you don't have that bridge to get Davian Harmon in here. Uh, but I'll ask you this, Bob, like, what are the prospects moving forward for this team with the recruiting class that they have coming in? Um, you know, how good can this team be next year? Pretty dang good. You start thinking about Jamal Bienemy and Harmon as your backcourt, and Austin Reeves is now eligible, so mm-hmm. he's going to be a big-time shooter. You can keep Manic and Do as your four and five, and then you think of Victor e, uh, Iwakor, the highly touted freshman post player, Jalen Hill, who just won Gatorade Player of the Year mm-hmm. in Nevada, Will be someone who will add a lot, a lot of depth too. I mean that this team wasn't made for this year. This was a stopgap year, and that's what Miles Reynolds and Aaron Kalixty brought to the table. Yeah, they, I mean it was a transfer. Party. They had to yeah. get through this season, and somehow they did it by going eleven and one, and even making the tournament. And it's all geared toward next year being a year where you can get excited one more time. You know the two guys that I think nobody talks about, but we see them every day when we go to practice, is I think Austin Reeves, obviously, he was one of the best shooters in yes. the country a year, two years ago. He's been great on scout team. And then uh, I think Kirk Kuwait, uh, is that how you say it, Kuwait? Uh, Kwath. 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 Kirk Kwath. <laughs> Kwath. We'll just say double K with, and hope, what if his middle name starts with a K, K as well? Triple KKK. That'd be interesting. Uh, he comes up with some nice defensive plays every once in a while. He's gonna he'd be their best big man if he was on the team right now. Yeah, it was interesting that he had a minor. Like, do you think if they could uh, go back and do it over again, they would have redshirted him? Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, no. I I think they they wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. would have pulled it off. But yeah, he had a minor back injury, so they they held they held him out, and then they start to realize, well, if we hold him out the rest of the season. We'll get the red the red shirt season back because he didn't play enough games to qualify. And then right around you know two weeks later, McNeese goes down with the ankle. Now it's like well, too late. You know we already decided this is we're we're gonna rehab Kerr so that he's a hundred percent ready to go next season. And 
the depth has been hurting. You know, it. Matt Freeman is a question mark because he went through senior day. <sighs> he's not. Even he's though he's not a question mark, he's <laughs> just there. The an, we know the there, answer. Even though he can come back question. next season, but he went through senior day, so he technically can either leave or stay. Doesn't really matter. I, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, you know, I thought for the longest time, I just thought he was a jinx every time he got on the court. He kind of removed that label a little bit toward the end of the year. I don't think anybody's stopping him from leaving. No. I think you're probably right on that. Uh, Josh, you just got the basketball talk of all basketball talk on the unofficial 40. I think he, I think I think he just he left. left. <laughs> if we can get Josh back on, I am wondering how many... Oh, you commit her in Dallas because there's so many in that area. I don't know how how many have signed up. Josh's microphone probably blew up <laughs> since it was working for the first time in three years. There he is. There he is. Can you hear me? Yes, hey, we up, can Josh? hear you now. Weird. I had like I I just had I muted myself because literally no one wants to hear my bullshit takes on basketball. So, <laughs> um. I and I just unplugged it and plugged it right back in, so I don't know what happened there. Um, my my microphone is Carrie. It knows, like it knows that you're coming for it. It knows he's its like, time is coming to an end. Like he knows it's almost over, so he's fucking with all of us. So whatever. Uh, Josh, I did have a question because there's so many commits in the Dallas Metroplex. There are all of them going to be there Sunday. Well, the one. Um, you know, I, I'll start with the guy that I'm kind of most interested in was Trayvon West, just because we we know so little about him. You know, we know what we've seen on tape, and he's kind of always been a guy that Oklahoma fans, you know, just weren't sure how they felt about. I think he's going to be there. So I, I'm really anxious to get a chance to see him, watch him a little bit. Uh, I'm expecting Devon Graham to be there. I expect Drew Sanders to be there. Uh, Michael Henderson will not be coming to the camp. I, I'm not sure why. I think he had some. Uh, he and I talked a little bit earlier this week. He had something that had come up, and there was some reason he couldn't be there. Jace McClellan, he's a coin flip. Uh, obviously, he's invited. Want him there? Those sort of things. Jace just kind of shows up when he wants to show up. So if if he wants to do it, he'll be there. If not, you know, no big deal. So um, so we'll have two or three of the the commitments there. Get a chance to watch all those guys. Obviously, a ton of other offers. Uh, guys like Ryan Watts, Jahari Rogers. I mean, there is there should be a ample opportunity for us to watch a lot of guys that we're all kind of wanting to see. Uh, you know, and for those out there listening, you know, have pictures, have video. We'll be doing interviews, all kinds of good stuff for uh, for everybody to read. How much? It, I mean, it, it's you know because Jace committed so early. Um, I, I and you know everybody kind of expect well, kids like that, they're going to go through the recruiting process eventually, just because they're going to get bored and want to do it. That's how it usually works. But like now that he is the only running back commit, like how much more recruiting you you sense that OU is doing even more recruiting maybe than they had been with him. I, you know, I do. Jace is a really interesting situation because everyone knows how good Jace is and that he's a special talent and he would be a huge part of this class. At the same time, 
there are some players out there that are maybe, you know, a judge just to be a little bit higher up the board. You know, a guy like Kendall Milton, a guy like Zach Evans. That's not, you know, and I, anytime I say stuff like this, people get defensive. Like, oh, you're saying Jace is no good. No, I'm not saying that at all. Everybody acknowledges Jace is outstanding. I mean, he, he's really a great back. In a lot of years, he'd be the number one back in the country. It's just an insanely good year at running back. And Oklahoma, just interestingly enough, seems to be right at the epicenter of all these great backs. You know, I mentioned Milton, I mentioned Evans. Then you've got Chris Tyree from Virginia, who's coming back in for an official visit. It'll be his second trip to Norman this spring. And is one of the fastest players in the country. It's hard not to imagine what Chris Tyree would look like in a Lincoln-Riley offense. I mean, he could do some amazing things from the backfield, splitting him out. You can do all those things. So with Jace, it's just a matter of Oklahoma having to walk a really fine line of we want you to be part of at least a two-back class, and at the same time, we want you to know that we do want you here. We, we want you to be part of this thing, but we also know that there's too much talent out there for us to pass up on some of these other guys who could also help us. Does that include Seth McGowan? Is he going to be someone that will be there Sunday? You know, I don't know. With Seth, Seth's kind of like Jace. He's gone kind of radio silent here lately, um, which is not like Seth. Uh, he is expected to be there, though. So he's on our list. He's registered. Everything, you know, barring something changing, we do expect him to be there. So we'll get a chance, you know, another chance, like we did last year at Nike Bob and we talked to him. Uh, sit down with Seth, kind of see where things are at. Because Seth, to me, is the most interesting connection with Jace. Because with Kendall Milton, I, I, I feel pretty confident he's probably a little higher on the board than Jace McClellan is right now. With Zach Evans, he's the number one back in the country. Like, I kind of know where he, all the guys fit as far as, okay, this is the plan, this is the plan, you know, the next step is this guy, the next step. With Seth and Jace... There's a lot of debate there. I mean, who who is you know if OU could have either one, which one do they want? I mean that and that's with Seth growing up an Oklahoma fan, he's been very upfront about you know really liking Oklahoma growing up. There's some debate there from people I talk to of of how that would play out and if they even you know and I, I know I've already mentioned you know a two back class, are they the best fit to be together because they're similar in some ways? So. You know, it's kind of a deal where you understand it when a two-back group, when it's a guy like, you know, Jace and Chris Tyree or something like, you know, guys that are very different in the way they do things and the way they um, can attack a defense. He's going to be – the McGowan and McClellan are very interesting to watch. Obviously, they're both from the Dallas area. They know each other. It's a, it's a really kind of interesting sub-story that, you know, I think we'll get a chance to talk at least with Seth about this weekend. And I think you also have to take into account like who you have on campus when you're talking about similar backs because I would say TJ Pledger is not that different in terms of what he does. Is He's still kind of a tailback. I mean, even though he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which Jace can do, but Jace is a tailback. I mean, I haven't seen enough of Seth to know, um, you know how to compare him to those two guys, but... Yeah, they don't really have that that speed guy, that that you know, kind of part receiver, part running back guy. A- absolutely correct. I mean, there's no guy in there. You know, 
for uh, for those that haven't seen him, and Bob, you know, you can certainly throw in because you've seen him, you know, enough as well. Jace kind of reminds me of Kennedy Brooks. Like there are some very similar, like not so much in the way they do things, but what their strengths are, what they're good at, what they, you know, kind of what their skill set is. Even if they do it in very different ways, that that's kind of who I see when I see Jace. So. Um, I think Jace is a little further along than Kennedy was, especially physically at the same point in time. But by and large, I, I think there is some connection there. So that, Kerry, I think you're dead on because you look at, you know, the the guys, Marcus Major, he's a tailback. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson, he's a tailback. Trey Sermon, obviously. Uh, you know, Pledger, you're right. Brooks, same deal. They don't have that kind of all-purpose guy right now, which is, you know, it, it kind of begs the question, you know, and we could get into that whole conversation. You know, do you do some things with Jaqueline Crawford, who played a lot of quarterback in high yeah. school, to do some stuff like that? I mean, you, you know, we're, we're kind of getting off the topic there, but I, I think you're dead right that you have to have that guy in this class who can catch 25, 30, 40 passes a season and be comfortable doing it because it gives that, that diversity in that backfield, and you can attack a defense in more and more ways. Well, and here's a reason maybe why they could just go down this path of just tailbacks. And I think it's what you saw out of Dimitri Flowers, you know, a little bit. Uh, moving Braden Willis to H-back, he's a guy that can definitely catch the ball. He can do a lot of things in the in the receiving game. Uh, and, that, you know, as much as they did, sorry, Bob, as much as they did with your boy um, this past season, uh, Carson Meyer, it wasn't what they were doing with Dimitri when he was here. I mean, he was making game-changing plays from that position. And I think it was because people were so focused on the tailbacks they had at the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember 2017, TCU, they flat-out said they game-planned to stop Flowers, and that's when Anderson went nuts yeah. as a receiver. Things opened up. And, yeah, Meyer wasn't your game game changer last year. Although he could have been, you just had to give him that chance. No, he, he didn't get the opportunity. <laughs> That's what Bob's saying. That's patently false. Josh, is it harder recruit running backs when you've got so many that are NFL draft el- uh, eligible following the end of this upcoming season? Uh, Stevenson will be. Brooks will be. Sermon will be. You don't know who's going to end up doing what. Oh, I see what you mean as far as how do you make the numbers work. Yep. Kind of understanding yeah. that. Yeah, yep. yeah. I think that's a that, that's a really good point because you know with with guys like Sermon and Brooks, I mean that that possibility exists. And at no position is there a big you know as we all know, there's no bigger premium on getting in the NFL and getting through that rookie contract as quick as you can than at running back because there's just such a short shelf life. I mean, guys, the, the best we've ever seen do it is Adrian Peterson, and he is very, very near the end of his career in his early 30s. And Yeah, I don't know if he'll sign anything past this two-year deal he just signed. I mean, exactly. I mean, and, and he's the best He's the best running back prospect I've ever watched. Judging, and that tells you where judging, it is. Judging by how many camps he's having this summer, he knows he's, he's needing a second income. Did oh, you see he, that he camp schedule? Definitely, oh, he's making buddies with a lot of the camp guys in the Houston area. There is no question about it. Well, he's going up to Minnesota. I mean, he's, oh, got, I like seen that. he's got like two camps up there. He's got like three in Oklahoma, maybe four. 
uh, in a ton down in, in Texas. And he's doing like the one through six year old or first through sixth grade. Then he's doing his, he's trying to do the, I don't know. I guess we're probably going to be getting invites to some of these because he's trying to do the prospect camps. Like that's kind of interesting. But it's, I always it's 200 wonder, bucks a pop for anybody. I always wonder about the kid that goes to the Adrian Peterson camp or the Peyton Manning camp or whatever. Like, do you think if you go to their camp, you're suddenly going to become 6'2", 230 and <laughs> run like the wind? No. Like, it's not it's, like you don't just show up and suddenly you're special because of Adrian. They're paying $200 to get their photos taken with Adrian Peterson, and most of the kids don't even want to be there. It's their parents that want them to be there. Oh, yeah. Guys, I mean, Bob, uh, Carrie, Bob, Eddie, I know we all remember the Bob Stoops OU football camp where Bob literally was around to take pictures with each <laughs> each group, and then you never saw him again. Like Rode, Bob would take one the, day on a golf cart, took it was, pictures. Yeah, it was the Bob Stoops. the golf cart, take the pictures, and he was gone. It was the Bob Stoops football camp presented by Kel Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. No, I mean, the earlier days, he would come out in his golf cart. If there was a good prospect out there, because, I mean, that was, yeah. I mean, in those days, that was a lot of the only time you could spend with recruits as a head coach it's and true. talk to their parents. And uh, I remember when Dana Dimmel's kid was out there and, and he came out there and like drug me over to, to Dana Dimmel and was telling stories about the old days and stuff. And I was like, he, he was going to be, his son was going to be their next Ripkowski. Like he transferred out of KSU. Didn't he? Didn't he go? Well, he went to Utah because his dad was the head coach. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. His dad got, ended up being the head coach at Utah, which I don't know, kind of have to question his decision-making process doing that. But well, I mean, knowing what you know now, it's, it was, it was a lifeboat. It was a life preserver. Yeah, basically. Had to get out of there. It's so weird, like, look, following our Kansas State guys, like, seeing them have daily media access at Kansas State, like, during spring football. What a weird concept for Manhattan. It has to Kansas. feel good. Those guys are probably like, damn it, we had it so good, we never had to go to anything. Program isn't being drugged down by a geriatric. <laughs> You, you I, I, literally, I literally was not trying to set you up for a shot, but I did anyway. I can only call it the way I see it. And that program was being held hostage Just for the last that man, three, four I'm years. I'm surprised he hasn't died yet. I really thought he'd be a guy that within like a calendar year would be. Well, we haven't. Would be we've gone, we gone like a month. Yet, yeah. We've gone like two oh, months. I know. I know. I, I, I'm... I'm counting the days. Hashtag I mean, just wait they, on it. They gave him a. They gave him some kind of a <laughs> faculty position, didn't they? Oh yeah, I think I'm so. Sure they I think he's making to. like 300k doing something. It's kind of like a Bob Stoops role. Probably. You know, even it's not less. playing golf though. Do yeah. You think, I don't oh, think Bill Snyder's no. ever picked up a golf club in his life. He's probably he's he's probably just in another room in the facility, just drawing up shit on the whiteboard. You know he walks into the coaching offices and just like writes like notes to them like win the day or some <laughs> offensive scheme and he just like bails out and acts like he doesn't know who did it. New He's like, I don't I don't know. God damn it! I thought we changed the locks. Where's this guy getting? <laughs> Take these his keys? thumbprint off of our machines. No way they have a thumbprint machine. He was hey K State you know, has great facilities. Too man. old to have done that. No K State has great facilities. I guarantee they have thumbprints. Yeah, they probably have the nicest press box in the. It is nice. They've, yes, they're it they're is a great nice. example of how being in the Big 12 really is a big deal. Like, their stadium is fantastic now. So they've taken all that money they get, and they put it into facilities. 
No doubt about that. Uh, you nice. Uh, just look, they're they're off this week in spring football. Um, you know, next week it really gets start getting ramped up. So you basically have three weeks of just nonstop football uh, leading up to the spring game. Uh, there's kind of been some interesting things out there, just socially the Animal House thing that the. Um, it's the best thing OU's ever Cole done. Smith put awesome. out there. I'm surprised you like that, Eddie. It's awesome. They need to put it on uh, a T-shirt. Because it's such an such an old movie for you. Like usually, it's a great movie. Crap on the anything you know pre 1989. Well, it's a great movie. Because it's value, about fraternities. Some values that need to be taught to the younger <laughs> generation. So this is like your uh, I don't know. This is like your natural. Mm-hmm. It's a way better movie than the natural. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I do wonder if any of today's recruits know about the movie or if they just saw the drawing and thought it looked cool. I bet the players don't know about the movie. I mean, yeah, that's true too. I mean to oh, this day. Yeah, there's nobody that knows. None of those players know about the movie. To this day, people still get mad when you say, was it over when they bombed, uh, uh, when, when the, the Germans, Germans bombed Pearl yeah. Harbor? Like people still don't. I mean, there are a lot of people that don't have any clue what that means. It wasn't over. Uh, but no, it'll be good to kind of get back to football next week. Lincoln's been great about uh, media stuff. I mean, he's given us everybody that we've requested. So we that's won't been get really cool. Jalen Hurts until next Thursday night, so not this next podcast. It'll have to be the one after. Yeah, he's had some class conflicts apparently. Did you guys hear he's a mute? He doesn't communicate with people. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Yeah, that's crazy. This is the first I'm hearing of that. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, I I would imagine Lincoln will let us talk to Tanner Mordecai too. How awkward will that be if what's they bring your, him in at the same time and nobody wants to talk to Mordecai? What's your visor size? <laughs> Do you prefer a what kind of? Do they have fitted visors? I'm sure it's the flex fit thing. Yeah, I bet they're short. They all belt. have Velcro on the back. I would hope so. Any visor worth a damn probably would. I don't believe that they're fitted visors. I've never seen one. I've never seen one. Guys, have I informed you of the reality I've come to in the last oh, week? No, because you, you never talked to us. We, you know that I'm going to Disney in April, right? Yes, right. we've established that. I, I'm doing it the week of the red-white game. I know. Yeah, we knew that. I, I did not... I did not realize that until today. Or not not today, like a couple days ago. It's probably canceled. I, I'm going to be bugging you a lot for all the recruiting stuff that's coming. If you guys, like if almost anything else in the history, I could find a way to wiggle around. Tiffany has literally dedicated most of the last six months of her life for planning for this trip. Like she knows everything about Disney World now. Like it's like... We have a schedule. She's got apps on her phone that will tell us, like, okay, that's a low, you know, it's a good time to go to that ride now because there's very few people there. And she's got all these passes set up. And, like, it's it's insane how much time she's spent on this. And so the idea that I'm going to be like, oh, honey, there's a four-star that set up an official visit. She's going to, like, you go to hell. You go to hell and you ride this roller coaster. So it's it's a scary reality that I just came to. I'm glad you guys already know about it. So you can kind of get the hate out of the way and then move forward. 
if there's seven commits just like last oh. last spring game weekend. No, no, I'll be back. I the I'll be back like basically I land about the time what time does kick what time does the spring game kick off? Uh three. Okay. I I might even be in my house at kickoff. So I think we land at like one fifteen on Saturday. So you're going to Orlando. Nothing will go as planned. Oh God, that airport. That airport sucks. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see. But yeah, so I I'm there kind of for the aftermath. But all the buildup is is it's going to be an interesting uh, juggling act. So everybody get excited about that coverage. We are. I know. I know. We're excited about replacing you. Center scoop. I don't blame you. <laughs> there were four commits last last Friday, last year. You know, Bob, you're the only one in this foursome that would know that, other than myself. <laughs> and the fact that you got to bring that shit up and make me feel bad because I'm like, you know what? I'll be here in time for the game. Eddie and, but wasn't Eddie it, and Perry would have gone along. Theo and RJ did it right before the game. No, or like right when no, they got Friday. to campus. Yeah, right. Yeah, and as soon as they arrived, and then Jamal Morris and then Jalen Knighton. Right. All, yeah. Oh, I forgot. I would have forgotten Knighton. I knew the other three, but I would have forgotten Knighton. Now that bastard's no longer. Yeah, Knight- I mean, talk about a guy that would have been the all-purpose back you're looking for. Knighton was during the Stoops stuff. During the uh, during the statue? Yeah. That yep. was when David Bourne almost died, too. Tried to sabotage it. <laughs> Tried to sabotage Bob's statue celebration. With a heart attack? Fake heart attack. It wasn't fake. I was there. I've seen acting before. He slurred his entire speech, and he kept repeating the same thing over and over. He was having a stroke. It It was was probably doubt. While that was happening, he probably distracted everybody. They probably signed off for more honors dorms that will never be used. (laughs) That's what I want to ask. I would love to ask Gallagher the next time I talk to him. When they're going to tear him down? No, when tailgating is going to be allowed on that on along. Uh, Lindsay there again. I mean, it's just so hard now with those uh, dumbass dorms. There's so much room between the street and the sidewalk in the dorms, though. Yeah, there's not that much room. I mean, there is, but there isn't. Because you usually were able to get two sets of tents there, you know. Yeah. There's only room for really one. And there's nowhere for those people to park anymore. So you're having to, you'd have to haul all that shit in and they people did that on friday obviously but i think it kind of helped when you had a parking lot right there that people could unload and then go move i will volunteer to go do tailgate reporting when our staff grows beyond the need for me to it's convenient go to games go hang out at tailgates yeah that sounds tough reporting eddie i mean reporting reporting what what people are drinking (laughs) what people are drinking how it tastes who has the best barbecue? Hmm. It'll be like uh, Pitmasters Scoop Edition. Love that. Sounds show. like something I should be doing. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you increased our video uh, product and needed a staff, you might be able to do the reporting with me. And what are we doing? What was that? It was you or Josh? It wasn't me. That was me. 
I'm getting a call. Tiffany can apparently hear me talking shit about Disney World. And is, <laughs> and is pissed. Yeah, I think my sister-in-law is one of those people uh, that plans trips for people. Tiffany doesn't like to have plants because she has to plan to regularly water them. But when it comes to trips, that girl, I, and, and to her credit, she's really good about it. Like anytime we go on a vacation or a trip, she knows everywhere we need to be and all the stuff we need to do, and we always have a good time because of it. I'm like, uh, we'll see what happens when we get there. But she plans all of it. So, so I, I take it uh, Lainey is very excited about it, and she is probably being excited for her sister, but her sister probably has no idea what's going on. Yes, Layla is completely blind to what's happening. She has no idea. Um, no, but uh, Lainey, we just told her finally about a little over a week ago, and – she is she's excited but what was funny is i thought from that point on every morning when she gets up she'd be like dad it's the day the day we go to disney and i'm like <laughs> i thought we'd have to do that every day and it hasn't happened at all so i'm like i don't know if she, and it's almost disappointing you're like is she not as excited as i thought she would be are or, we spending all this money for nothing exactly I'm, I'm spending a small fortune child i want you to be annoyingly excited so um it's it's a give and take i don't, I don't know if i'm upset that she's not excited enough or if I'm happy that she's not, you know, annoying me at every end. I've only heard I, I'm, I'm never going to go to Disney unless, well, I've been because like media stuff, uh, California Adventure. But I would never pay to go there because I've heard what it costs. And like you need that much money to get a down payment for a car. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Obscene. Yes, it, it is. Disney is a racket. It, oh, you you guys, like, all the stuff they have built in, like, they have a, a night, like, you can have, uh, you can basically rent, like, a night to go into the park, uh, you know, at, from, like, 8 to 1 in the morning, and you can do all that, and they have babysitters that are, like, built in, and they are, you know, they've all been background checked and all that sort of stuff, and they'll come to the hotel you're staying at, and they'll watch the kids and all that kind of stuff, so, I mean, like, Anything you could ever dream that you needed while you're in Disney, they will take care of for a price. Whores? I would think. I, I haven't like I, again. I haven't whores? done the research yet. But as we get closer, I'll, I'll look into that aspect. That's in the Robert you know. Kraft section of the park. If they had yeah. the Disney princess whores, I might end up in Disney. That's Cinderella. Oh, I think that's just role play. You can get that in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Uh, well, the, you know, the Disney ones would be clean, though, without a doubt. I don't know. I have my a lot doubts. of traffic through that part. Yeah, I have my doubts. All right. I think especially the around the world trips. I think Disney princess whores puts it into our <laughs> podcast for the day. Good. Good. That's the that's the hashtag from this pod. Disney princess whores. We made it. It's a spring break edition of the unofficial 40. Uh, way more basketball than we've ever done before. Uh, looking forward to Dallas coming up this weekend. Uh, Bob, anything that you wanted to hit on? You're usually good at telling me I forgot something. No, we're good. I just want okay. to circle back to the commits and targets, and we done did that. All right. Uh, thanks to Josh McQuistion. You're now back at the start of the line. Disney Whore is in uh, Urban Dictionary. Would you like to know the... Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Disney whore? Yeah, also referred to as Disney ho. Uh -huh. All of those actresses that are, after making pathetic roles in Disney movies, end up getting naked or doing something 
whorish as a sign of desperation and mental corruption from Disney. <laughs> mental corruption? <laughs> like Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, people like that. Miley Cyrus kind of go, is queen of the Disney nuts. whores. Yeah. Is, is that the sentence? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the example? They kind of go yeah. nuts. Well, when she's not riding a wrecking ball. Well, Ariana Grande was a Disney chick, wasn't she? Demi Lovato. Ah, uh, at this point, f*** it. That's that's her quote on uh, Urban Dictionary. Pretty cool. Uh, all right, thank you, Ed, Ed Edward Edward Ardosovich, for that stirring report. You're welcome. Look for me on the campus corner or uh, Lindsay Street for a uh, tailgate near you. Come September, what is it, 2019? You better up that a year or two. 2020. You got a video division to create. If you 2022. Make that <laughs> and if you'd like to intern for me this spring. <laughs> Slide in my DMs. Uh, all right. Grande was Nickelodeon, so just so we're clear to separate. Are you going to start putting hashtag MMO on all of our oh, Instagram tweets? No. Uh, and let me just throw this out there. It, it could be unpopular, but there are so many people jumping on the Cleveland Browns yeah. bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I think I want them to go 0 16 next year. Wow. Is that hateful of me? That Aladdin thing was stupid. What a lot of things. That uh, that flying carpet thing with Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield. You haven't seen that? Oh, I didn't. I started it and I was just like, it's I'm not terrible. This. And what's worse is you have to read the comments of people. On, oh, I love this so much. No, you, you're you're a nerd. Stay away from me. Unfollowed, blocked. Go Ravens. <laughs> Go Tony Jefferson. Yeah. We're Team Tony. And Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews, yeah. And Orlando, Orlando Brown. And Orlando so, Brown. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. F- the Browns. <laughs> We've circled back around. The, Baker, this is what you get for never answering Eddie on social media. That's right. You did it to yourself. That's right. All right. For Joshua Christian, for Edward R. Dosovich, for Bob Prisbillo, I am Kerry Murdoch. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again with football coming up. Uh, restarting next week. Uh, spring football back in action after spring break this week. Uh, and uh, good luck to you rooting on your Sooners in the NCAA tournament, even though it probably won't last long. Uh, that'll do it. We'll see you next time right back here on the Unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com.